Hello, Baggies fans, and welcome to the latest episode of the Baggies broadcast with me, Johnny Dreary. And again, in the absence of Lewis Cox, who's probably at a Jamaican pool party somewhere about now, we've got Andy AJ Johnson back alongside us to talk about the draw at Hull, answer all your questions and have a look ahead to that massive clash. Another massive clash in the race for the playoffs on Friday as Coventry come to the Hawthorns. AJ, how are you, mate? Good weekend? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I've just come back from a pool party in... Uh... Worcester, so a bit of a phone <laughs> thing going on, like Lewis, really. But, uh, yeah, he's, had a, he's missed the right week, hasn't he? He really he has. has. He has, to be uh, fair, mate. He's missed all I've the had a, I've had an email from the editor, um, and apparently <clears throat> the ratings have gone up since we've been doing it, and uh, he's not needed anymore. No, so not needed. Yeah. about that. I think his uh, yeah, I think his job's on the line. I think you're making the case for a regular <laughs> slot, pal. Um, but yeah, like we said, we uh, we talked about that long trip to Plymouth last week we'll talk about the uh not as long trip to Hull but but still uh equally as important results um also how much abuse are you going to give him when you get back we know you give him a lot of, you give him a lot of stick on a match day he's going to get double and he when he comes back on Friday not a lot, mate. Not a lot to be fair. No, I'm going to be I'm going to be kind to him I think <laughs> yeah, we know that's a lie we know that's a lie um yeah. but yeah we're gonna have a, a bit of a discussion about that that result at Hull which turned out in the end given the sort of balance of the game balance of performance probably turned out to be a pretty good result what did you think on balance really AJ obviously a lot of chances in the first half and then Hull had a lot of the ball in the second but could have almost nicked it at the end as well but a good point for you um in the, under the circumstances, yes, I think, uh, yeah, I think that whole, you know, as, as you would imagine, they had the, the lion's share of possession, um, but I thought we we created the best chances. Um, you know, we, we we hit the post and and so did they and the bar and what have you and that. But um, overall, I mean, if, if you, I always look at things. I don't just judge by one game. You know, you, you look at the last away games and considering we spoke about this last week that, you know, our away form is a little bit indifferent. We've gone to Ipswich. Um, Hull and Plymouth, and we've got five points now. For me, that's a good return, a very, very good return, because all those sides are up there or very, very difficult to beat at home. Plymouth, that was a great result. Hull away, you know, you probably would have said a, a, a draw wouldn't have been a bad result. And on the the grand scheme of it, I think you're probably right. But, you know, the away form is a lot, lot better than it has been. And and it needed to be, in, in fairness, didn't it? I mean, you know, it's no, I'm not talking out of turn at all. You know, it needed to be to, to stay in the playoffs. You're not going to stay in there by just on your, your home form. You've got to, your away form has to chip in. So, yeah, pleased with that. The lads look like they're full of confidence. Um, you know, so going into this next game, which is another difficult one, to be honest, there's no point saying it's a difficult one. We're at the business end of the season. They're all difficult, aren't they? You know, they're all games that you've got to win and get as many points as you can. Yeah, the one point, you know, we, we obviously the goal we we scored was from a set piece. You know, that's twice in a week now after, you know, I, I, I spoke to Carlos after and, and you know, he, he sort of admitted that from set pieces, they haven't really been good enough. But, you know, we know how much of a difference they can make, you know, even going back as far as the side, you know, the side that you played in that got promoted, Andy, you know, the one the, nil the to the Albion side, you know, the amount of set piece yeah. goals that season you know, shows how important it can be. And it, it's shown just in these last two games, how key they can be that, you know, we got the ball rolling at Plymouth and, it, and it's got us a point up at Hull. A hundred percent. I mean, especially away from home they are because you can go and it's not negative, but you know, you're not going to, when you play away from home, the, the onus is on the home team to come out at you and play. Now, if you can stay solid and stay, you know, compact and play off your shape and, and sort of play counter attacking football, um, you know, then, then you don't, 
you don't need to rely on scoring goals from too many um, sort of moves, outfield moves. You know, you can rely on a set piece here and there. You know, and um, Darnell Furlong's throw-ins have, have really served us well. Um, you know, but, you know, we have said that I think from dead ball situations, certainly corners, um, we need to we need to score more. You know, Carl Bartley's back was back in the squad now. He obviously adds a lot of value in in that department, both offensively and defensively. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's something that hopefully. I mean, I'm I'm quite happy with the way our form is, to be honest. Um, going into this last whether 12, 13 games, whatever it is left. Um, you know, and like I said, it's the business end of the season now, so you've got to be going into this. Every game is just the classics, and every game's cup final. Every game's the biggest game you're going to play. You know, it's it, but they really are. You know, and you have to keep that. I mean, we come away from Hull. I think the night before Coventry drew. I mean, Southampton got beat um, by Millwall. There's some strange results. You know, if we could have turned that whole draw into a win, all of a sudden you see a little bit of daylight. You know, or, or you might even start catching the teams above. Yeah. You know, and I don't think that's out of question. You know, you. The game on the, the the Friday night, the Leeds Leicester game was a, was I thought a terrific game to watch and a, and a fantastic uh, um, advertisement for the for the championship. I mean, it's it is a fantastic league. It's exciting. It's fast. It's got good players in it, but it's also got that little bit of nitty gritty still left. You know, as, as much as it it can do. So yeah, I think it's a fantastic league. It's a very, very difficult league to get out of. And, you know, because everybody beats everybody, you know, because of consistency in the way teams set up. So dead ball situations, set pieces are, are hugely important in, in that. Yeah, we saw it on Saturday and hopefully, you know, we see it moving forward. Um, another point to, to look at, this was a bit of contention just before halftime. Hull scored. I uh, I took to social media to, to defend Alex Palmer. Um, and then I had a load of Twitter goalkeeping them. All the all the experts of the EFL goalkeeping must have been among the Albion fans on Twitter on the, on Saturday because I was told I don't know what I'm talking about and he should have saved it etc. But you know I still stand by um, my point that the lad Carvalho has just hit an absolute rocket. And I think there's an oh, argument there's an argument to say maybe Albion were caught out. You know it was a quick corner. They maybe weren't set properly, but. I don't think there's an awful lot. I know he got a hand to it, and he, I think he did well to get a hand to it. I don't think there's a lot Palmer could have done about that one. I, you know, you've got to ask yourself the question: How will he feel about it now? He'll probably He'd be disappointed, ask, wouldn't he? If you ask him, and he's honest, and he is an honest lad, um, Alex. And if you asked him, he'd probably say, "Yeah, he should have saved it." I'm, I'm in your camp a little bit. That, you know, I think he's having a fantastic season. I think he's a great goalkeeper. And I think that was just struck with such venom and, and it looked like it was moving all the time. So, you know, it's one of those tricky ones that Alex would probably say that he, sh- he should have done better. I, No, nah, not for me. I think, you know, sometimes you got to hold your hands up and say, do you know what? It's a great strike. And it was a great strike. You know, he hits it with such power. Um, that there's not many that would have stopped that, if any. Yeah. I, I made a point as well on Twitter talk on Saturday night and, and said it. I sort of linked it back to the Southampton game where I think we see it an awful lot more now. You know, maybe supporters don't like to hold their hands up and say it was a great strike or they were the better team. They'd rather sort of, you know, blame, not blame, but lay it at someone's door. For example, after Southampton, you know, I read an awful lot of comments from some Albion fans saying, oh, Albion were poor tonight. Instead of Southampton have got a very rich squad with a lot of Premier League players, they're just a better side. And I think... yeah. 
that's maybe a little bit with this with Palmer as well. You know, we haven't always got to lay the blame at someone's door. You, you there are situations where you're just beaten by a an unbelievable shot. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm an Albion fan. I'm I'm slightly well. I'm as honest as I can be when I'm doing the comments, but. You know, sometimes you've just got to you've got to stand and applaud, you know, good play or or a good finish. And I think that falls under that bracket. I think it was a great strike. Um, you know, he, he hit it sweet as a nut um, and, and it flew in. Uh, and I think that's as far as you need to go with it. There's no point dwelling on things, you know. No, it's, exactly. these, these next few games are going to go so quickly that what's the point of talking about the whole game now? We've got, you know, Coventry on Friday. Um, all, everything should be focused on that, the build up to that, the the atmosphere around that. I mean, it's Friday night under the lights again, live on Sky. I mean, it doesn't Your get... Your favourite game, that, isn't it? It, Friday is, night it doesn't get... Now. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I struggled to get to sleep last night because I'm that excited for the game already. You know, it's... It, I really am. It's... um, You've got to you've got to put things to bed early in the Championship. You know, you can't... You've got to learn from your mistakes and if there has been a mistake made, you've got to analyse things, but you also got to... You've got to flip it straight away because you haven't got that time to dwell on it. No. You know, you've got to... You've got to deal with it Put it to bed and move on for the next game, and and I'm sure that's what uh, what the lads have done, and I'm sure they're all looking forward to it. We're playing some very very good football, some very attractive football. We're creating chances. We've got players in the team that, you know, are exciting to watch. Um, going forward, it's you know our attacking sort of play at the moment is is great. Um, you know, we've we've spoke about young Tom Fellows. We've got Mikey Johnson on the other wing, and then and then we've got you know we've got um, John Swift. We've got. Jed Wallace, I mean, you know, Diagana, when, you know, I think he just needs a couple more minutes on the pitch to get up to speed because he's not played any football for, for a little while. But, um, you know, I, I think you, we've got such an, a, 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 an abundance of great talent, certainly attacking-wise, that uh, we've got to embrace that and we've got to just keep getting the ball to them. And, you know, defensively, I think we look good. I think, you know... Eric Peters for me has been been fantastic. Yeah, you know? he's done really well. It's it, it, he has he really has, and what he lacks up for in his pace because of you know getting on a little bit. Um, <clears throat> he reads the game so well. The whole game, he, a couple of couple of uh, uh, occasions when he, he's in the right place at the right time, you know, and that's not luck. It's because he knows, he, you know, so he gets goal side. He gets to the right side of his attacker to defend, and and he anticipates where things are going to go and. You know he's done brilliant, and and that's testament to to Carlos and 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 the staff that you know Adam Reach is another one that's come in and done well. You know these players haven't played for a long time yet; they've stepped in when called upon, and they've hit the ground running. So they're fit. This must be right. They must be looking after themselves. They must be getting everything that they need in training that allows them to go out onto that pitch on on a match day and just turn it straight on. Yeah, just want to finish. You mentioned it's funny you mentioned Adam Reach there. Just some positives. So some other more positives to come from Saturday. Adam Reach being one now. When he uh, when we sort of saw the change coming and Adam Reach for Tom Fellows, you know, I I can never question Carlos Corbran because his knowledge of football, um, you know, he's probably forgotten in the last 24 hours more than I've ever known about the game. But I sort of did scratch me and think, oh, Fellows, you never know what he can do here and he's bringing on Adam Reach. But, you know, credit where credit's due. I thought Adam Reach did really well when he come on. You know, just yeah. give out, it's just neat and tidy, solid. And he almost scored scored a goal that we've been waiting for him to score for, for for quite a while. And it shows, you know, it's funny, isn't it, how, you know, us as fans or, or pundits, you know, for yourself as an ex-player, obviously you've got a vast knowledge compared to us. But, you know, we maybe don't see in Adam Reach what Carlos sees in him. But he's so, you know, we've got some comments coming later in the week that Carlos give after the game. And he just values him. And he obviously sees something in him. Yeah. That, 
you know, he trusts him. He, I think yeah. the biggest thing is, is he trusts him. You know, he's a player that he can rely upon, depend upon. Um, you know, and and he he just trusts to go onto the pitch and and do exactly what he wants. You know, and and again, you know, as supporters, and you, you know, we don't see um, we don't see what's going on. You know, there might have been a message sent to the bench to say that he's struggling a little bit or he's, yeah. he's tired or he might have been feeling unwell a little bit in the week. You, you know, we don't know all these things that add up to the decisions the managers have to make. So, like you said, I mean, who are we to question him? He, he, he's doing he's doing a pretty good job, to be fair, isn't he? <laughs> it's, uh, it would be silly to question him. Um, but we don't, we're not always in... We haven't always got all the information to, to you know, understand why the decisions are made and... and, and for what reason they're made and uh, obviously the manager does and you know at the end of the day it's uh, it's his job to do that you know and, and if he gets it wrong then it's on his head that he does that but up to now I don't I don't see he's done if anything anything yeah. wrong at all no it, one thing in the second half as well you know obviously Albin had the chance in the first half the second half it was a lot of sort of hold pressure without without them really creating an awful lot of chances but what sort of I think it underlined the difference between this side and, and maybe one we've seen under Steve Bruce and maybe a big Val as well, where there's been times where Alvin have just come under a little bit of pressure. You know, they probably lost that a couple of years ago, they probably lost that game two or three one. Yeah. You know, where whereas now there's a steely determination about the team. One, to hold tight, and two, not to give them an inch. Yeah, you know what? One of the differences I've noticed, certainly away from home, is how quickly we counterattack now when we break on teams. We would usually, you know, we we'd, when we break, we would end up usually checking back, you know, and slowing it down again. But it doesn't seem to be the case anymore. You know, we break and there's, there's bodies going forward. You know, we've got a bit of pace in the side now, but we've got very talented, skillful players as well that, you know, can, can change games and, and turn games on their head. And we don't seem to check back a lot anymore. We, we, we really go for the jugular. And, you know, that's important. That really is, you know, getting the ball up front and retaining the possession of the ball up front when it when it does come up there. Very difficult when you're a striker on them. And um, you know, Brandon didn't play against Hull, but he, you know, the last few weeks, six weeks probably that he has been playing, he's done that very, very well. But you've got to have the link up players to do it. It's very difficult when you're up there on your own to get hold of the ball mm. when you've got three defenders on you. You know, so I think we've done that a lot better. Um I just think in general, I just think we've hit good form when we've needed to really, really good form. The that's how that not I'm not talking about at home. I think the form at home has been great all season. But the away form now, I've just said the, the teams we played, Ipswich, Hull, Plymouth, you know, it, it's you take the, the, the four points that we've got, uh oh, sorry, five points that we've got, you take that out of those three games, hundred percent all day oh, long. Yeah, I mean they're, they're they're good good sides. Yeah. And you bring me on to my final point there, talking about the top end of the field. He went with Jed Wallace on. On Saturday, in the absence of uh, of Brandon Thomas Asante, and it's a position where you know every time Carlos has had a, a resource come back, you know Josh Madger has had it taken off him, Dal DK has yeah. had it taken off him again. Yeah. Um, but I'm not too concerned really because you've got Thomas Asante, you've got Andy Vyman, obviously we've got young Callum Marshall who is yeah. still very raw and, and probably isn't going to start games at the moment. But I think. You know, we call it a false nine, don't we? Or, or tacticians yeah. call it a false nine. You know, Wallace, you know, Swift can also do it. You know, I know Dean Garner didn't have a great game in the middle on Saturday, but he's someone who can do it. There are other options there, you know, to do it. And I think Albion are almost going to play as an attacking four 
in this absence of Thomas Asante, rather than thinking we've just got one up front, he's our striker. I think I think when you, I mean, there's a, there's been a lot said about Arsenal, hasn't there, about not having a real number nine, you know. But look at how many goals they've scored—is it five, yeah. two, six, four, or something like that—in the last few games? Um, if we weren't creating chances, uh, then I'd be concerned. But we are, yeah. you know. So it doesn't concern me that you know we've only got Brandon Thomas Asante, who really is the only recognised striker, and Callum Marshall. Um, Brandon's done a great job. He's been up there most of the season on his own because of what you said, you know, every time one of the players, Maggio or, or DK, get uh, fit and come in, they're out again. And that's heartbreaking for them and, and also for the supporters and for the club. Um, <clears throat> you know, but what it has meant is that Brandon's been up there for most of the season on his own. And it, that's tricky. That's hard graft. Um, and you can't expect a player to play that role, you know, every game, every minute of every season, of, of the whole season. And, you know, I think the manager's pulled him in and out when he's needed to. I think he's got other players, the ones you mentioned earlier, that can go in there and do that job. Um, and it's part of a team effort, isn't it? You know, any promotion winning team or, or any team that gets promoted, there's not an individual player that does it for them. It's, you know, you can get individual players that win your matches, but they can't get you promoted. You know, it, it's a real collective effort from the whole team. And, you know, that's... And then what I like is everybody's chipping in with goals. You know, people are... People are from all over the place are putting, you know, their, their name on the score sheet at the moment. And, you know, that's great. And uh, that's encouraging because I think everybody should chip in with goals. And like we said, we've started scoring from set pieces and, you know, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, it can only be a, a benefit. Just uh, a little yeah. shout out for our, our sponsor, the Kettle and Toaster Man, who sponsors all our podcasts here at the Express and Star and the Shropshire Star. As we always say, you're graded product specialist over there at Thorns Road in Briley Hill. Now, for today's advert, I've gone and had a look at every, almost every single product that he sells, and I'm going to read them out for you now. Kitchen sets, kettles, toasters, obviously. Air fryers, <laughs> blenders, laundry equipment, which I didn't realise. Cooling systems, TV and audio equipment, blenders. Oh, I think I've already said blenders. Ovens, bins, heating, fridges, freezers, fridge freezers, dishwashers, personal care, catering products. Uh, there's also a, a he does disability products as well cookware outdoor living if you want any uh, any seats to go around that new barbecue of yours AJ that's going to get fired oh, up I've, got the, I've got the rattan ready oh, already got right, them. Right, I just yeah. need a bit of sun a bit of sun and it's going to be there the, the barbecue's <laughs> still inside the house in the, in the conservatory ready to go out <laughs> along with the uh, along with the furniture all clean and polished what's uh, what 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 goes on a uh, a, a typical Andy Johnson barbecue in the summer what, what no, we, I don't think there? we can put that on it. it's uh, <laughs> Uh, great food, great company, few drinks, and uh, then who knows? Depends on whether I've got the ball up. No, I mean what goes on the barbecue, what food goes on the barbecue. Oh, what goes on? <laughs> you can tell how your um, mind works, Andy. All sorts, mate. All sorts. Yeah. I, I cater for the vegetarians, the vegans, the, the you know the meat eaters. I cater for everybody. There's a bit. There's always <laughs> something there for somebody. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Well, all them products you mentioned, and they've got them in a, a in a range of top brands. Um, Elgento, Grundig, Hoover, Hotpoint, iTech, Kenwood, Morphe, Richards, Salter, Russell, Hobbs, and many, many more. If you want to get your hands on some, it's like a great bag form that does. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> it's my one to eleven for Saturday. Yeah. Um, if you want to get your hands on them products, head along to the kettletoastyman.co.uk. Right, we uh, we haven't had a quiz for a while, and TJ Smithy's not with us today. But he has uh, he sent in some uh, a few hard quiz questions for our for our standing uh, standing pundit today. Our, well, our, let me, our, our let me get Google up. So uh, oh yeah yeah stay off Google. We have it's not like he wants to be a millionaire. We've got no one there looking yeah. over your shoulder. Um, but it's a who am I quiz. So I'm going to give you a few clues, and you've got to tell me the three players 
that I'm talking about. You ready? Go on, then. Right. The first one, I'm a 27-year-old midfielder who joined West Brom on a season-long loan. My first goal for the club was a free kick to secure three points away from home. That was it. And these, this one's in the last sort of five, six years. So within your time in the commentary box. Mate, do, do you know what? <laughs> this is where it gets really embarrassing for me. 27-year-old, season-long yeah. loan. I joined on a permanent transfer after promotion to the Premier League. And I reached double figures in my season in the Premier League. And it says, I started my career in Portugal and I've had a few loans before joining West Brom. I'll give you a bit more of a clue. It's going to be first... Pereira, isn't it? Mateus Pereira. Yes, yeah. one out of one. Yeah. There we go. He was, get, he was getting a bit worried there, viewers, on the screen. He was looking very, very blankly <laughs> looking across, across the computer screen. I always look worried, mate. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, this one. I'm, I'm regarded as one of the Premier League's great strikers um, after scoring 92 goals in the top flight, but none of them were for West Brom. I joined Albion for two seasons, played 71 times, scored 38 goals. Although the quiz master has put at the bottom, you might just have to check some of these stats. Um, but we'll go with this one. <laughs> I played at Wembley twice for West Brom. So I scored 92 goals in the Premier League. None of them were for West Brom. 38 goals, 71 appearances, and I played twice at Wembley for West Brom. Wow. Uh, Romelu Lukaku. Not Romelu Lukaku. I'm going to give you one more guess. Go on then. So there you go. You got there. You got 92 goals in the Premier League, none for West Brom. I think the clue you've got to look at is I played. Well, he never for scored for West Brom. Never. He did, but not in the Premier League. All his goals right. were in the Championship, and he played twice at Wembley for West Brom. The new Wembley. I've got no idea. Evan Phillips. Oh, dear, oh, dear. I see, I thought Kevin Phillips, but I thought he was in the in the uh, the 100 club. No, well, apparently not. Apparently not, no. Well, we did, he did say check the stats. And well, like he did, him. yeah. He did, yeah. <laughs> we got one I'm more sure for you. We've got one more for you. I think you've got, a, you've got a better chance of getting this one. I played for West yeah. Brom. I, played, I made more appearances for West Brom than I did for any other club. In my career at West Brom, I gained two promotions to the Premier League and I spent three seasons in the Premier League with West Brom. And I was part of a game that never finished. Well, that game's a battle of Bramble Lane, isn't it? Just read it again. So I played... West Brom was one of my clubs. I made the, I made the most of my appearances playing for West Brom. I played for West Brom more than I did for any other club. I won two promotions and I spent three seasons in the Premier League with West Brom. And I was part. <laughs> Do you want to say you? It could be me, yeah. It's you, Andy Johnson. <laughs> Andy Johnson. There you you have to get that one. You had to get that. Oh one. yeah, I mean, it was definitely me or somebody. In, in, in <laughs> if I, I tell you what, if I hadn't said the Battle of Bramall Lane, you wouldn't have got that, though, would you? Yeah, of course I would. <laughs> Easy I've got all my that. stats on my wall here behind the, the screen. You can see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course you have. Of course you are. <laughs> right. Thank you very much for your quiz, TJ Smithy. We're going to go to the, uh, we're going to go to the fans' questions right now. Um, we're going to read this one out. We can't really answer it, to be honest. Um, but it's come from Ben Cotty, who's actually got in touch with two questions. Getting proper getting his money's worth tonight. Um, why do the club keep claiming a game is sold out when there are still lots of gaps in the stands? 
Uh, and he's put um, below it. It isn't season ticket holders not turning up. There were lower gaps in the East Stand against Southampton, which there always is. Yeah, it's a bit strange. Really. That would have been my answer. That you know, I can answer season... that. Go on then. I can. It might be to do with um, safety. Although the ground holds a capacity of say twenty eight thousand, yeah, they may only be able to sell twenty six thousand of them. So they're sold out. Yeah, although yeah. there are empty seats, so maybe from a from a safety issue that um you know that, that they haven't got. I mean, I certainly know because I look after a couple of football clubs at work, and um you know it's uh <clears throat> that it's like when a new stadium opens. I remember playing at the Millennium Stadium for the first time that opened, and I can't remember what the capacity of that seventy eight or something like that. Something but like they'd that, only yeah. allowed the first time it opened. I think it was only sixty something there because that's all they allow. So yeah. it's, it could be to do with a a, a safety issue. And it, um it is sold out. And those seats are empty because they'll only allow that many people because it's to do with like um, leaving the ground. It is you've yeah, got to have yeah. it at a certain time, so they might not have things in place to to allow that. So that's why they're not allowed to go to full capacity. Yeah. But um, that that's a you know that's that's a logical answer. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, you got it from the expert there, Ben. That could potentially be the answer. We don't know. Yeah, I'm not saying it is. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a. Ben's got another question as well. He goes, I'm putting you on the spot. This is a difficult one for you to answer, probably, Andy, because you're, you're obviously your your uh, sort of ties to the club. He's given us two scenarios: release Matt Phillips at the end of the season and sign Mikey Johnston on a permanent contract, or give Phillips a new contract and don't attempt to sign Mikey Johnston. Now, this is this has been thrown oh. up because a lot of a lot of fans are, are sort of we see it now. Get him on a permanent, get him tied down, which I think you know it's all going to depend on whether Celtic want to sell him. Which if he does. Good few months at Albion probably won't. But tricky one. Tricky it's one. very, it's very tricky indeed. It's one I'm not going to answer, but no. it's one that I'll, I'll. What I will say is, I thought Matty Phillips before he got injured was probably our player of the season this year. Yeah, he was playing, you know, some great, great stuff, and I think he's a terrific lad, and I think he's been a great player for the club, and and you know, I still feel he's got a lot to offer. Yeah. Um, and and I like Mikey Johnson as well. He's coming, he's 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 tearing it up a little bit at the moment as well. So, um. It's one that I'm going to decline to answer, but I'd like both of them to stay. Yeah, I'd like both of them. Obviously, I can answer it a little bit more. I would probably sway towards probably moving Matty Phillips on now. Now, he's done very well, and I think you look at age as well. Obviously, this is all hypothetical because, you know, it's probably – I'm not going to – this is with no knowledge. I would say it's unlikely Michael Johnston will be a permanent Albion player next season, dependent on division they're in. But – I think Matty Phillips, he's, he's, he's had a string of injuries. Um, he's done very, very well for Albion. And I think sometimes that it comes to a time where maybe a lifespan of a player at a club does come to an end. Um, but it'll be interesting. You know, there, there's a very, you know, we can talk about this, AJ. There's a very big conversation to have around Matty Phillips in the summer because of the impact that he's had at Albion, because of what, what he can offer and the fact that he is out of contract. You know, I, that's did, gonna, I didn't realise he was out of contract at the end yeah, of the season. Yeah, I think he's going to be out of contract at the end of the season. That's a very, very... Very different, very big decision for someone at Albion to come to because he, on the whole, he's done very, very well for Albion. And, and oh, I think he's been so. exceptional this season. Yeah. I think he, you know, like I said before, he got injured. I, th- I thought he was probably our player of the season. He was, he was really, really playing well. Um, it, you know, he's a, he's a strong, powerful player. He's the sort of player that drags the team up the pitch behind him, yeah. and you know, he's running with the ball. He runs with the ball so so well, and you know, I really like him as a player. And uh, I didn't realise his, his contract was up, so. You're right. There's, uh, there's there are decisions that are going to be uh, going to need to be made. 
Yeah, there are decisions. Um, question here from from Samuel Patel, who's a regular listener. And contrary to uh, what he's been telling you on Twitter, I don't think he's related to our new owner, Shillan Patel, although he has claimed that it is his family. Um, but I'm not calling you a liar, Samuel. It might, might very well be the case. Um, but he's got a... Uh, it's given us plenty of laughs anyway over the last couple of weeks. Um, he's got a question for you, AJ. Favourite okay. goal... A question for AJ. Favourite goal he scored for Albion, either in terms of quality or importance? Um, and also his favourite Albion goal he's seen so far this season. Oh, wow. Uh, I know probably, what you're going to uh, say for favourite goal. I know, because you tell me about this goal all the time. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. Because yeah. the only one I've scored. Every week, every week you go on about this goal. Um, do you know what? I really enjoyed my one in the FA Cup at Southampton away. Sunderland away. Uh, Sunderland away. Yes, Sunderland away. <laughs> right, it's been a long day. Yeah, Sounds like you enjoyed away. it as well. <laughs> um, it was, it's a long way to go, and you know to go there and, and score and, and win the game. It yeah. was uh, it, it was fantastic, and uh, you know it, it's, uh, it was a little bit of a bit of a gift to everybody to you know travel safe and enjoy enjoy the victory on the way home. But obviously as well, the Blues goal with the you no, know, yeah, the not day. your not your cross at St Andrews. The delicate little chip over the keeper would be weak. Well, they say it's a bit weaker foot, but you know I'm not sure whether I'm left footed or right footed. They're both terrible. So, <laughs> was it a cross or a shot? Was it was a cross. <laughs> <laughs> and what was your favourite goal this season so far? Uh, Sunnels put mine was the team goal scored versus Hull, which yeah, it was a very very good goal. Yeah, it was. Um, I liked um, Tom Fellow's goal against uh, was it Ipswich. Yeah, the goal away yeah. from home. Yeah, it was a good goal. Yeah, I thought um, I thought it was a great move. I thought he showed great strength, um, you know, and, and he really, really sort of, you know, finished it well. A lot of composure, you know, for such a, a young man uh, in that position, you you couldn't have sort of... Have you put me on hold? Oh, no, you're back. No, you're, uh, you're froze. You're tapping the keyboard. No, you're froze. I'm, I'm not... You know, anyway. You're all right now. I'm back. Yeah, yeah. So I was saying Brandon Thomas Asante scored a couple of belters as well this season, hasn't he? So, you know, there's a lot. To be honest, I like every goal. I think that we score it. So I get quite excited. So well, yeah, just a bit, just a bit. Uh, Dave Neal said, any two, any news on the return of BTA Johnny and are Madger and Phillips still on track for a return? And April could be vital for us if we reach the playoffs. Yes, believe they are. Um, Phillips was a little bit ahead of schedule um, according to Carlos a couple of weeks ago. Um, and we're just waiting for news on a, on a latest scan. But um, Carlos said, you know, two weeks, potentially five for Tom Santi that they had to wait on a, on another scan for him. Um, we've got more AJ. It's an AJ loving here, AJ. We've got AJ related questions all over the place. Uh, Richard Dannings asked, why did AJ fall in love with West Bromwich Albion? So it's safe to say um, West Brom, out of all the clubs you played for, AJ, we all, we know you, all, you always wanted to finish your career at Bristol Rose, didn't you? But it never quite happened, obviously, your boyhood club. So yeah. what, why, why Albion? How has Albion become your adopted club out of all the teams that you've played? I don't know. It was just, I mean, there, when I was at Albion, it was the sort of an era where the fans and the players had a, had a rapport. I'm not saying that the players now haven't, but, you know, they were a lot of them were, were friends of mine and still are. Um, <clears throat> and you kind of get sucked in by that. And, that, you know, they're, they're, they're great supporters. They really are. I mean, it's I don't say this because I'm on, on air. I say this, you know, to everybody. Um, <clears throat> and they take you in. And they make you feel part of it, you know, and, and we, we kind of lived that era, which was, wow, just like a roller coaster of emotion. And, and, and you don't forget that. It's like we've been on a journey together that, you know, we've 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 had highs and we've had lows. And, you know, you've got to have the lows to, to appreciate the highs. And 
you know, we've we've had every emotion going, and and that's why it's it's in my heart now. And you know, it's uh, yeah, that's that that's why I fell in love with it. Uh, Luke Sylvester's asked, do you know what the holdup is on the takeover? And we had a statement a few days ago, Luke, about this, um, that they were just waiting for sort of papers to be signed and, and stuff to, to go through. That's going to happen this week. I know we're only on Monday recording this, so that will happen um, this week. Nate Aldridge has asked, do you think it's a mentality issue, the fact that we haven't won a game all season when we've conceded the first goal? Now, this is a stat that me and Coxie picked up on a while ago. Um, I think Albion have only got a small amount of points when coming from behind this season. So one that would have been Watford earlier in the season, uh, where yeah. we had that frantic first half. And then obviously at Hull as well, I think there might be one more in there. But what do you think? Is that an issue, AJ? You know, Albion, Albion games, Albion's games are, are, are quite tight. Even when they lose, they're, 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 they're small margins. Is, it, is, is that a mentality issue? Or is that just, you know, well, the no. way that the cards fall? No, no, because a few seasons back, we, uh, we came back from behind so many times. Yeah. It was kind of like that we didn't get started playing until we give them a goal start. Um, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I mean, <clears throat> you know, you could argue why the away form was the way it was up until the last few games, um, and why our home form was was so good. Is yeah. that a mentality issue? I don't. Do you know what? There's people out there that would analyse it. I'm not one of those people. I just, you know, I accept it for what it is and just say, well, the easy answer is don't go a goal behind. You know, yeah. it's. And I think for the majority of the time, Albion don't, you know, we looked at, you know, no, we don't. And one no, we don't. So, yeah, it's, it, it possibly could be a mental thing. Um, it could just be one of those things that, you know, there's that many stats out there now. If you look deep enough into all of them, then you'll find a passion somewhere. Um, you know, it, I just don't bother looking. There's, the only stat that interests me is the one at the end of the game. Yeah, that's the right one to, uh, the right one to look at. And Leah Watkins with another, we'll finish on this, an AJ-related question. What's your favourite part about commentary? And who are your favourite pundits and commentators? That's a very good <laughs> question. Who are, your, who are your commentary idols? <laughs> um, your favourite oh part of that commentary is shouting, you know, you, you're like a Spanish commentator, aren't you, when they shout, you're shouting gold. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, do you know what? I just love commentating. I mean, Jez is excellent. Uh, he really is. And I just... I'm kind of just like a fan watching the game and I get excited and, you know, and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, favourite commentators? I don't know. I, I, I don't... I'm not sure. I didn't... I don't think I have one, to be honest. I mean, that's... It was... It was the one... It was the lad that... Um, oh, I should know his name now. They went... They scored a penalty and he forgot. Chris Kamara. Oh, Chris I like Chris Kamara. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not sure whether Chris was a commentator, was he? Or, he was or like, 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 now I like Ali McCoy. I like Ali McCoy. Ali's good, isn't he? Yeah, yeah Ali's good. good. Um, you know, I was listening to him today or yesterday, and he was saying about uh, there's all this sort of thing about the uh, carrier shouldn't be able to um, do the commentary on Liverpool yeah. and stuff like that. And Ali said, well, he said, you know, when I when I watch Rangers, he said, oh, I'm not biased. And then I... <laughs> <laughs> I think he is. I think he is a little bit. Imagine so. if, imagine if West Brom were playing on Sky and they asked you to be the co-commentator. I couldn't. Say, 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 Jez didn't need you for a week or something like that. Hypothetically, imagine him putting you on yes, Sky. Yes, wouldn't need me for it. No, we do. We come as a team, the dream team. Unless it's Millwall away, and then Jez usually has that off. <laughs> <laughs> that was my trick for this year, but Cox, he's off again for Millwall know, away. He's got a wedding. Jeez. We've got to go to Millwall away. But there we go, Baggies fans. Hope they uh, that answered your uh, your questions there. We're finally before we uh, before we head off. We're just going to talk about Saturday, uh, Friday's game, even another Friday. 
I think from what I was told the other day, we've only got one three o'clock Saturday home game left between now Preston. and the end of the season. Preston, Preston, sorry, two Preston and Bristol City, I believe. Yeah. Um, that could be an absolute load of nonsense because we might have a, we might have another one. We've got Rotherham, I think, to play as well. No, that's a midweek game. Um, but yeah, there's two. Oh, Watford as well. Sorry, Watford at home. There's three. So, oh, there's uh, loads, so there's loads. Yeah, I haven't got a clue. I don't know. I don't know who told me that one. I don't know who told me that. Oh, there's another one. Sunderland. Oh no, that's a Monday. Oh, they keep coming. Is that a Monday? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, no, Watford's a Monday. That's Easter Monday. Um, anyway, Coventry are the visitors to the Hawthorns on Friday night. Um, we've got a bit of patchy form lately. Couple of couple of defeats and a draw in their last five games and they were they were right on the coke sales of that. I'm just looking at the table now going into the weekend they were sitting seventh in the table they're down to ninth um, but it's so so tight down there you've got Albion on yeah. 56 um, and then eight points splits Albion in fifth and god 14 Cardiff in 14 there's four teams on 44 points so it's very very tight um, as we always say though AJ with these home games I expect nothing less than an Albion win just because of how good they are on home turf. Yeah, we are. We really are as well. <clears throat> um, but this will be a tricky game. They're playing tonight, aren't they? Uh, Coventry. In the Cup, yeah. So I'll probably go and watch that in a little while, but um, after we're done. But you know, they're going to be uh, they're going to be tricky. They're going to be tricky, Coventry. Um, they're, they're a decent side. I know Mark Robbins. I played with him at Norwich. He uh, he organises his team well. Um, they're, they're, they're not bad at all. They're not bad at all. So this isn't going to be an easy game. Um, but like you said, it's one that you know what you can't. For me, I don't care what Coventry are doing. I don't care what form they're in. I don't care whoever comes. You know, I think you got to be so single-minded in, in the promotion push that yeah. you've got to just deal with what you can deal with and just worry about what what you're going to do, um, both collectively and individually. Um, and if you do that. It doesn't matter who turns up because you're, you're ready, prepared. We know Carlos will have the lads well drilled and well schooled in, in what Coventry are about and, and what they're going to do. He's very meticulous in his preparation works. He leaves no stone unturned at all. So, you know, I'm expecting I'm expecting a good performance. And like I said, I mean, I love it. It's my favourite. Friday Night of the Lights, you know, it is my favourite, favourite time for football. Um, it's I think it's romantic and it's, uh, you know, it really is perfect for me. There we go. That's the title of the podcast. Romantic Friday nights with Andy Johnson at the Hawthorne. <laughs> well, maybe after the game. <laughs> <laughs> just um, on, just finally on selection. You know, there's, there'll probably be a couple of areas that Albion fans will be looking at. You know, the one we've the one we've been looking at for uh, over the last four games has been, you know, that central defensive position. You know, Eric Peters was yep. given the nod when Bartley was injured. Even though Bartley's come back now, you know, he's stuck with with Eric Peters, and and it's a it's such a testament to his, I think, to his professionalism and, and how fit he is. And I think he'll go with him again on Friday because he's, you know, he played four games in 11 days. Granted, he come off in a couple of them, um, sort of very late on. Um, but I think he'll go with him again because he hasn't really put a foot wrong in the last four games. Well, possibly, possibly. The only thing he could he could change his mind on is the fact that, you know, how many games Eric's played over the last yeah. year, after the last few weeks. Um, and so that could be a consideration. But I think he's done great. I really do. And, uh, you know... If if he does change it, it won't be to do with. Well, it won't be to, if he if he changes anything from any player, I don't think it's to do with their form and how they've played. I think it will just be because of the amount of games that there's been. You know, there's three games a week. I mean, you know, you've got to be you've got to be right there for that. But I'm a great believer in if you're winning games and there's a, there's something to play for, then you you never feel tired. And these players should be 
I mean, I'm sure they are already. I'm sure Carlos is having to put the, the reins on them a little bit because they'll be chomping at the bit now. You know, even on a Monday morning when they're in training, they'll be wanting to go and go and he'll be saying, hold back a little bit, rest, rest, you know, um, because these guys will be really, really up for this game Friday. Yeah, and John Swift wasn't in the in the lineup at Hull, came on on, uh, on, on Saturday. Um, for me, Swift is someone who personally kind of frustrates me sometimes because we know how good he can be. Um, and he, he's probably disappointed with his own form across the, you know, the course of the season. However, I think certainly at home, I think we see the best of him at home. So I would kind of expect him to start. I know Dean Garner was in there on Saturday. I'd yeah, there's been a bit of a pattern over there with that. He's, he's, you know, used him off the bench away from home and, and started him at home. But that's, that seems to have been a, a bit of a trend that the gaffers used uh, over the last few weeks. Um, and like I said, I mean, you know, it, it just, and this is, this is where we don't know. We're just, you know, there may be something, it, yeah. the players may be tired. They're not, you know, one of the players might say, Gaffer, you know what? And, and, I'd rather they did that because this is a stage of the season, like I said, it's a business end. If you're not 100% and you can, you feel that you're not going to be able to give that, but your teammate might, I think it takes a brave player to go, look, do you know what? I'm, I'm tired. Yeah. It might be worth just, just swapping me out here for the greater good of the football club, for the greater good of the team, for the, for the you know, God, sound like that, uh, the greater good. <laughs> What's that feel? I don't know. Hot I don't know what the hell you're on about. Fuzz. The village, the great and good. <laughs> um, you know, but for the team, you know, this is where you need men to stand up and say, do you know what? I'm not right out this week. You're probably better off. Give, I need a rest, you know, and I'd rather players did that. Yeah. The players aren't going to do that. I'm sure they're not going to do that. But, you know, wouldn't that be refreshing? And like I said, <clears throat> there may be changes. Uh, it probably, uh, there probably will be changes, but it won't be because of how anybody's played because they've all, they've all done themselves. Um, the world of good. You know they've been a real credit. Yeah, well, hopefully, uh, hopefully the side that goes out there on Friday can get a, uh, a precious three points. AJ, absolute pleasure as always. I'll let you get back to your your pool party. Cheers, buddy. Um, and uh, and yeah, you can have his weeknights night back now. We can get Coxie to do a bit of work now. He's now he's back on Friday. He's when's uh, he back? Is he back Friday? He's back Friday. Oh, he lands Friday, doesn't he? Yeah. Lands Friday yeah. morning. So if he's got a delayed flight, he might not be there for the game. Well. He don't do a lot when he's there anyway. Shocking, isn't it? Really shocking. But he'll be back. He'll be back next week. AJ, thanks for your time. The last couple of weeks. Okay, really appreciate it getting you on. See you later, um, mate. See you later. All the best. And Baggies fans, Cheers, we'll see you on Friday. Hopefully another three points on the road. Um, as always, thanks for listening. Until next time, from me and AJ, boing boing. Baggies! <laughs>